successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM KMBZ and I appreciate you joining me today as well on iTunes, or if you're listening at GrillNationShow.com, I appreciate you joining me each and every week as we uh, continue on with our show. I think we're uh, we're into the territory of show 167 since we've uh, rebranded to Grill Nation, so I appreciate it. It's crazy to think of all the guests that we've had on uh, just since 2015, entering our third year, uh, a little bit over our actually third year anniversary on the show, uh, five years for uh, me at Intercom, but a lot of fun and i appreciate you joining us each and every week i want to thank our partners and supporters of the grill nation show title sponsors are trust mobank bok financial and two west companies and ryan rink contributors to the grill nation show are the kcadc that's the kansas city area development council tim cowden over there does a great job uh brian sarf from two true wealth and company he's a guest host and on-air contributor and the rieger and jay rieger and co ryan maybe is a guest host and contributor to the grill nation show on today's show, we're going to start with Joel Goldberg. He's on Twitter at GoldbergKC. He's the host and reporter for all 150 Royals games on Fox Sports Kansas City. He's also a TV play-by-play man for the Kansas City Mavericks, a UMKC basketball announcer, and also a entrepreneur and businessman as well and keynote speaker. I wanted to have Joel on the show today to talk about uh, what he's been up to as far as his business, uh, relating that to uh, some of the things going on with the Royals right now, but also to... Uh, with his own company that he has as well. I want to bring in Joel Goldberg. Welcome to the show, Joel. How are you? Jason, how are you? I'm good, man. So are you in Kansas City right now? Where are you right now? Yeah, so this, let's see. As a recurring guest, I can I can guess here that this will be running on Saturday, maybe? That's right, yeah. But we get okay. it on up on iTunes quick, Joel. No, you no, know no, how that works. Well, well yeah, yeah I, know, I know how that works. I'm just saying that, that while we are speaking, I am in my house in Kansas City. Uh, oh, that makes it sound like I have houses in multiple places. I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm, I'm in the one house that, that, that my family and I have that happens to be in Kansas City. And when this goes on the air, uh, or on the radio at least, I will be in Chicago, which in a sort of strange scheduling quirk, and I'm bringing this up only because it's interesting to me and it'll probably be interesting to you, maybe nobody else. It's the first time I can ever remember where we have three straight road trips where each road trip includes the same city. So really, I don't know if that makes sense. So this, so you were in Chicago summer. recently. Is that right? Two, two other times. Yeah. Okay, so we well. were in Chicago middle of July ending at the all-star break. And then we, after the all-star break, we were home. The next road trip we went, I think it was Minnesota, Chicago. And now this road trip, we go Chicago, Tampa. So three straight trips to Chicago limit about it. Joel, I got to tell you, I'll be in Chicago on Labor Day weekend. I will be going to the Notre Dame Michigan game. 
uh, right. season opener. So that'll be a lot of fun. A quick trip. Fair so you enough. make a lot of quick trips. Uh, your air flyer, your air flying these days is very high. That's for sure. Yeah, um, although I, although it's it's not, and no, nobody should feel sorry for me here, but I I don't get all the points and the miles and all that kind of stuff because we fly on the charter with the team. So the the price to pay for for that very nice setup and kicking back and enjoying a movie and good food and all that type of stuff and 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 getting in and out quickly is no points and miles, but. Uh, it, it's very it's nice. It's very easy. Yeah, it's really nice. Joel Goldberg, I got to mention, you have a sandwich named after you. I'm looking at your Facebook right now at the Broadway yeah. Deli. <laughs> Tell us about that and how that happened. You know, this is unbelievable. So, uh, involved in the ownership group was um, Bill Fromm, and I, I know Bill, and so he had called me. Oh, I would say at some point, maybe last February or March, and he said we're opening up a a Jewish deli in Kansas City, and you know, my first thought was it's, it's about time. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying this should be New York, but we really didn't have one or haven't had one for a while. And please don't anyone tell me that Einstein's or the name, you know, Subway or whatever. And so <laughs> I said, oh, it's great, you know, congratulations. And he said, would you have interest in having a sandwich named after you? And I thought, yeah, you know, why not? And so they, they asked me what I wanted to do, and, and I said, well, let's, let's do corned beef and pastrami i mean you know jewish deli you can't go wrong with that and so it ended up going on the menu now the other cool and 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 so i you know i was honored and really cool and oh my how the heck do i have a sandwich on uh, on the menu of a restaurant but I, i don't know that i realized the amount of people that would be sending me messages congratulating me like i made it you know and and so I, I don't even know that I understood the magnitude. And then when the restaurant opened in May, and, and seriously, anytime anyone that I know goes there, I, I get a picture or a text or a social media mention about, hey, I'm, you know, I'm having the Joel Goldberg fifty fifty. So that's uh, that that's really cool. Who knew? And then this, no, who knew? But the, here now, here's the best story. I don't know if you are a Curb Your, Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Yes, seen it. I am. It's great. So I don't know if you remember the episode where Larry David was so excited because he finally got a sandwich at the deli and <laughs> so he was on the board and then he comes to find out that the sandwich is well uh, whitefish um <laughs> sable capers cream cheese and so the whole episode which involves all kinds of other weird twists of his I think, father almost dying choking at the deli and finding out he's adopted uh, <laughs> on you know last dying words but the, the he was so unhappy with his sandwich that he wanted to trade it with Ted Danson who had a better sandwich. Fast forward to maybe a month and a half ago, I walk in to to bring some food home. So I was downtown, and I, I did order my sandwich, and the person at the register didn't know who I am, which was fine, until they suddenly looked and figured out, that, did, did you just order your own sandwich? I said, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I like my sandwich. Then I look over. This is like its own episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I look over, and George Brett is off to the side. And he's got a group that he's eating lunch. With. Oh, come over, come over. He says, you got a sandwich here? I said, yeah. What do you got? Corned beef and pastrami. He goes, I hate my sandwich. He has like a hot dog or something like that. And so suddenly he, <laughs> George Brett, Hall of Famer, becomes Larry David. And he did tell me that he loves Kirby Enthusiasm. So it, it all came full. That is a that, great story. You know, I haven't been yeah. there yet, Joel, so I have to decide. Am yeah, I going to no. get the Joel Goldberg or not? I don't know. Yeah. 
No, Sounds like a great sandwich. You got you got lucky, man. You got lucky. You know what? I'm guessing. I could be totally wrong. First off, there aren't a lot of Jewish guys up on the board, so I feel like I had the advantage of really understanding the you know importance of and and knowing what a good Jewish deli sandwich is. I also feel like they asked George if he wanted to do it. He said, "Sure. What do you want? I don't know. Just pick something for me." I'm guessing <laughs> that's what happened. What a um, time that would be to be in the, the restaurant that day. Get to meet yeah. you and George Pratt. What a fun time. Yeah, let's, let's, let's start with the whole thing. <laughs> Joel Goldberg is with us today. He's on Twitter, at GoldbergKC. Joel, when we get back from the break, uh, let's talk a little bit about what you've been up to with your businesses that uh, that aren't involved with the Royals. Uh, to kind of see where you're at with that, I'd like to have you on to talk about some some things you've learned across that journey with uh, growing a company. A lot of people probably don't even know what you're doing. So let's first off, when we get back from the break, talk about what else you're up to? Uh, I, I think a lot of people would, would find it interesting to know that Joel is also a, a business person and an entrepreneur uh, on the side. You know, he's got off seasons too, so he's got to do things when uh, the Royals aren't playing. So let's talk about that. We're joined by Joel Goldberg uh, from Fox Sports Kansas City. He's also uh, very active on Twitter at GoldbergKC. You're listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show. I'm Jason Grill. I'm your host. I appreciate you joining us uh, after the break and each and every week here on 980 AM KMBZ as well as on iTunes. We're talking to Joel Goldberg, Fox Sports Kansas City, also an entrepreneur and great guy here in Kansas City. We were talking about his, his new sandwich and whatnot. Now I want to talk to you about your your uh, your business, Joel. What else you been up to? Uh, I know you do a lot of other things besides uh, being on our televisions each and every night. Yeah, you know what, and I, and I know we've talked about this a little bit, but somewhere in the last two years, the light bulb went on because I've always been focused for 24 years on television, and which is a great place to be. I love it. Uh, not planning on leaving. I love love what I do, all the games and all that. Uh, and, but I, I suddenly realized through a couple of experiences that I that I have learned so much over you know quarter of a century here now of just leadership and teamwork and culture and all the, you know, all the aspects that go into sports that really apply to everyday life and business and and suddenly found this passion for getting out in front of groups of all sizes, you know, 20, 25 people, 500 people and more and all types and and understanding that the the stories, the messages that, that I have, that I've seen, that I've observed really can apply to any type of profession. So even if you look at our last homestand, which was the longest of the year, you know, I'm doing less speaking during the season, obviously, because I pretty much have a small window when I'm home. But I, I went out and, and spoke to McCown Gordon uh, while I was home, and that was a lot of fun. Spoke to a, a regional conference, uh, HFMA Region 8. So folks from from Kansas City, from, from St. Louis, Nebraska, Chicago area, um, you know, health finance people. And so it's it's been fun to get up there. And then I think the beauty of my job is that, I, you know, if you think about sports, there's so much leadership involved, obviously. There's so much motivation. There's there, You're having to find people in a diverse workplace to, to make it work. And so there's stories every day. And, you know, when I get a chance to, 
to talk to all these people, and whether it be the George Bretts of the world, whether it be lessons and things that I learned from Eric Hosmer while he was here, well, whether it's walking into Joe Madden's office the other day and saying, Joe, what do you, you know, what do you think about this topic? And suddenly he's showing me some artwork that he uses to talk about the importance of communication and trust. And I can then turn around and pass that on to an audience in, in, a, in a storytelling way, but with a point. So that, that's really been a, a huge part of my everyday life now on, on top of the baseball and everything. And, and just really, I think just letting people know that, that I'm doing this because the response has been, has been really, you know, really rewarding and, and, and good. But I think most people say, Hey, that's, that's the guy that gets the Gatorade bucket dumped on him every single night. So Joe, take us through what that looks like when you walk into, I mean, obviously McCown Gordon, big construction company here locally. Um, what does that look like? I mean, for the people out there that are listening that yeah. own a company, work for a big company, or, you know, want to bring you in, tell us what that process looks like. Well, you know, so much of all of this is is me getting out there initially and just meeting people because I feel like if, if they're at all a Royals fan, they've, they've watched me, but I've never really met them. So there's a lot of, and you know this, there's so much in, in relationship is building trust. And, and so, so much of this comes from going out for coffees or a beer or, you know, or lunch and, uh, you know, networking and getting to know people. I love that aspect of it. I, I, I love networking. I could do that all day long. Me too, my man. And, and, and just, just learning from people, uh, you know, and, and, and I don't care if I go out and I sit down with someone and, and they're not interested in, in me coming out to speak. I mean, sure, I would love that, but, but I'm always taking notes in, in my iPad and, and each person I sit there and I meet, I'm learning from, but you know, then maybe it turns into a speaking engagement or I meet somebody else or there's a podcast guest or, or whatever it is. But what I've tried to do, and I got some great advice along the way. I mean, I'm, I'm a storyteller. Obviously, if I'm spending five minutes talking about a sandwich, um, I'm a storyteller. I don't, good or bad, I'm not sure. You guys can decide that's, that. But, that's the best, that's um, the best sandwich store we've ever had on the show. Joel, yeah, I'll tell I mean, you that. probably the only one, but that's okay. But, but that, but that uh, I'm going to watch that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode again. I'm going to find yeah, it. I'm well, going to watch it. Yes, I mean, and you shouldn't ever need too much of an excuse for that. But I, what what I figured out, the advice that I got early on was this: you can't go to a business if they're going to invest uh, in, in spending to bring me out and invest the time of their employees getting away from work or something, you know, during work or after work. If they're going to invest that time and money in me, I can't just go there and tell stories. Now, if you're George Brett or fill in the blank, Terry Bradshaw. Or, you know, you name it, somebody of that level or even beyond, they're going to pay you a lot of money to show up and just entertain them. Right. But I, my my feeling is I've got a framework for talking about championship culture. There are other topics too, but how do you build championship culture? How do you sustain championship culture, which very much applies to the Royals right now because they're a losing team. They have one of the worst records in baseball, but – what I see every day is that even amidst the lows, because we all have highs and lows, and you got to ride the highs, but don't sacrifice the culture. They, they have not sacrificed their culture with the lows, and that still every day is a focus in this organization uh, as they're riding this, um, trying to trying to trying to push through these lows here. They're, they are not sacrificing that culture. So I, I see these things every single day that I could pass on, but then I'm not showing up at a speaking engagement or whatever it is, 30-minute speaking engagement, hour speaking engagement, a workshop. Uh, and I've got one of those coming up in September for a credit association. But 
it, it's not just showing up and telling stories because I'm I'm not George Brett. It's it's coming with a point and coming with strategies and how I might be able to help an office do some things better or an association or, or whoever's there, clients, and and then using those stories that I see every day to prove the points. A lot of pictures, a lot of videos, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, certainly, it's not a tell all. I'm not not going to go there, but I just. I'm surrounded by so many successful people every day that are doing it on the on the highest level on the highest stage. Not to mention, uh, you know, watching Dayton Moore build this whole thing, and so it it's just fun for me to be able to use that to teach, to be able to get the positive feedback, and to be able to do all that. That that's not something I can do on TV. My mm-hmm. job on TV is to let you know what's going on with the team, show some of you know some of the personalities, but. It, that's it, right? It's and that, and that could that could be, Jill, that could be a, a strike against you when you're pitching yourself out there, right? They just think of you as the, the guy that, that covers the game. They don't think you have all this wisdom and background that you can share. And you really have to right. prove that point to people. Right. It's outside the box. I mean, if you really think about it, it makes sense, right? I mean, if, unless I've been showing up for, for ten and a half years with, with my eyes closed and I'm not paying attention to anything, which, you know, some people might think on some days, but I, I'm surrounded by it. And, you know, the, these guys are performing on the biggest of stage, uh, the biggest of stages with, with a lot, under a lot of pressure. And, and they're doing it with all types of different people from all types of different backgrounds. I mean, it's, it, it, it is everything that you would want mm-hmm. in business and, and culture. So, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely trying to, trying to not change the brand, but add to the brand. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, learning about all of that. I mean, I'm, I'm learning about all these things that most people in the, what I would say, quote unquote, real world have been dealing with for, for a lot of years, but that's kind of the fun of it for me too, is that I have all this knowledge and now it's, it's learning a, another craft. Joel Goldberg is with us. Joel, your website is joelgoldbergmedia.com. Joel, so a quick questions here. The process to do this, what, what did that take for you? I mean, you had to build a website. You had to build yeah. a, some sort of a framework. Obviously, you can change that, but just the program. Like, how long did that take you to build? You know, in some ways, Jason, it's a daily work in progress. I guess that's true for everybody, yeah, meaning that that I, I have a presentation right now, and I change them based on who I'm talking to, that the framework is there. But... Again, if I go in there and I talk to Joe Madden or I talk to, you know, I was talking to Rick Renneria, the White Sox manager, last month when we were in Chicago, and, and and I just I said to him, how do you how do you handle the losing? They're rebuilding like the Royals are, you know. How do you stay positive? One of the things I talk about is is energy and, and positive energy versus negative energy. And he said, you know, people after a bad loss or any loss want to want to sit there and say, oh, man, how did you find, how did you see anything good in that? He said, I could find 10 positive things on the worst of days in any game. And so that's something that I can pass on. So I'm constantly hearing that. But as far as the process goes, and, I, you know, I'm very much a process over results guy or process leads to results. And that's what we're seeing with the Royals right now. It's, you know, process process matters there's a lot goes into it but I, I i view it like this jason it's like building anything and i can't build anything i couldn't build a house i can't fix anything which was sort of a funny and ironic part of speaking to mccown gordon uh, but a reminder that you know if you if you understand people if you understand relationships if you understand uh, you know all the things that go into building something 
then then it works. And so for me, I started the speaking business a little less than two years ago. I'm not going to sit there and think, okay, this thing is built. It's going to be a process. And so you start from the ground level up, which which is your networking and your relationships and and and, and mentorship and learning who you can. Uh, you know who you can trust and who you can ask advice for, and and suddenly you just start building it slowly and slowly over time. You, um, I asked you among many other people recently for a donation to the First Hand Foundation, and 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 you've been involved with them before. That's not anything I would have really ever known about, but because of the amount of people that I have met and networked with over the last two years, suddenly I'm in a position to raise money for the First Hand Foundation, and they want a commitment of uh, a minimum of $2,000 to raise over a few months, and I started, and, and shocked. I mean, I sent everything out to people in my network, right. and I raised $2,500 in 24 hours, and now suddenly they're saying, hey, let's try to get it to $10,000. Well, Joe, that's, well, that's Joe, all part of the, the that, groundwork. That is a groundwork. We're going to come back after the break. I will say this. We're going to have a Grill Nation show party for our... Uh Yes, uh, at some point. I'm going to need you to be there. There'll be a lot of people you can network with and uh, talk to in that in that room if you're in town. So, anyways. <laughs> Joel Goldberg is with us. We'll be right back after the break. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body. When it drops. Welcome back to Grill Nation, 980 AM KMBZ. I'm Jason Grill, your host. Appreciate you joining us again today. You connect with me on Twitter, at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation. Shaw's on Instagram, Snapchat, and on Facebook. Just search for my name, Jason Grill. I'd love to connect with you, and I appreciate you joining us each and every week here on KMBZ or on the GrillNationShow.com website or on iTunes. Having a lot of fun today with Joel Goldberg. He's our guest today. I appreciate him joining us today with his uh, busy schedule uh, he is from Fox Sports Kansas City. Uh, if you uh, have watched the Royals game, you've seen Joel. Also, he's a uh, entrepreneur and keynote speaker as well, and his website is joelgoldbergmedia.com. I urge you to check it out. Uh, Joel's doing a lot of speaking and also has a podcast, which we'll get in here, into just here in a second. Joel, um, one of the questions I have is someone who's kind of entrepreneurial and, and, you know, you never know what you're worth, right? So I, and, and you're in the media, so, you know, I've emceed events, you've emceed events. Um, from time to time, people ask you to do all kinds of things. And um, I, it's always hard to, to just kind of figure out what your value is. That's my question for you as far as, as, far as these speaking keynotes, speaking gigs. Do you kind of have a, a mindset of, of what it would cost for you to come, or do you kind of just you know, kind of play that by ear on, on the different groups? Because obviously there's going to be some things you do for free. There's going to be some things you charge for. Yep. So I, that's always interesting to me how you figure that out. And I, I just wanted your feedback because a lot of people listening, probably whether they own a business or they um, you know, do whatever, they own a product, I was trying to figure out what's that price point that uh, I'm not undervaluing myself, but I'm also uh, going to provide value. And so that's always a sticky situation, I think. If you have you mastered that, Joel? If you have, please tell us. I, I have not mastered it, but I would say that I am today comfortable with it versus say a year ago. And I, I do think it's probably probably like anything else in life. And I always refer to this as batting practice or repetitions, if people will say to me sometimes, do you ever get nervous on TV? And the, the truthful, honest answer is no. I, I 
don't. I might get a little wound up, shock, shock, but I, I don't. Nothing really ever scares me on TV, and the only reason for that it used to is because I've done it a million times. So I've I've handled more negotiations. I've had more experience figuring out what my value might be financially. Uh, you know, to go out and speak to a group just based on some trial and error. You know, you throw this number out there, what you think it's going to be, and, you know, you're having some cold shoulder, uh, some other time. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I think everybody wants value. Uh, also, everyone has different budgets. I, I What I've sort of figured out is I don't want to be all across the board. I don't want to be a, like, you know, hey, who's got this money? Who's got this money? I'll take whatever you got. You know, I, I want to be able to protect my value and protect my clients, too, so that I'm not just giving it away here and doing it here. But to what you said, and this is something that I am still wrestling with, is when do you do it for free? When do you do it for a discount? I mean, it, you know, what is there a benefit, say, if I, if I speak to this group for lower fees, but there are a lot of people in the audience that are going to get me exposure? How do I decide between what charitable event to MC? Because you and I both could go out there and do those on an every night basis. There's enough going on. And, you know, obviously you have to pick and choose. So that, that's been a little bit challenging for me because I've never, and I've, I've never been good at telling people no. Mm-hmm. And I don't, that's like a lot of people's problems guy. with entrepreneurs. And, you know, you, you uh, say yeah, yes I, to everything. You say yes to every coffee. You say yes to every college student that wants to talk to you about journalism. You say yes to whatever, like you just do it because you're a good person. And, but you have to say no sometimes. Yeah, only because it's not that you don't want to do it. It's just because your time is valuable, and and, and suddenly you're, you're being pulled away from everything else in life, which you know for me includes includes my family. And so, you know, I, I think you want to pick things that that you're passionate about, the things that you can make a difference in, and you know things that matter, or or you know helping people out too. Uh, you know, I, to me, one of the one of the coolest things that I've learned in the last couple of years, and I, I was mentioning, you know, the First Hand Foundation. I don't. I don't raise that $2,500 in 24 hours without having made all these incredible connections through my network. Well, you know, I'm sitting down with something like close to 150 people in the last year and a half, two years, and people that I didn't know before. I mean, the type of things that you and I would do, and you and I might get together, you know, once a year, maybe on a good year, twice a year for lunch. I'd always bring sock 101s with me too, Joel. I'd always, I'd always outfit you for the season. (laughs) Yeah, and then take care, and then, and then some good sushi usually to go with it. Yeah, right. But, you know, that's what I did the last couple of years. And when you trust the people in your network, when you, so for me, uh, I have a high profile job. You know, you spend enough time with me. I'm really not that big of a deal, but people see you on TV. They don't necessarily know you, but they feel like they know you. I could get pulled in a million directions going to meet a million different people. But if you start, again, talked about building from the foundation up, if you start with a handful of people that you know and trust, and then they're not going to lead you in a bad direction. So they're going to set you up with two or three people, and suddenly you really click with them because the, the, the original people that you trusted aren't going to put you in bad hands. And as that begins to multiply, and as I sit there and think, man, you know, what's my value? What should I be charging for this? What's the right approach? How often should I do this? Now suddenly I have this network of people with with a lifetime's of uh, worth of experience, and I just lean on them. I mean, I, I you know I'm, I'm working on something right now, um, a, a deal with a, a big 
company in town, and there's some things that I'm working on that I've never done before in terms of what the value of it is. So I get on the phone and I, I call some people that are really high up in major corporations and say, hey, what's your experience with that? And I think there's a lot to be said about making yourself vulnerable. I think there's a lot to be said about knowing it's okay not to know everything. It's okay to admit that you need help and that you want advice. Mm-hmm. And it, it's and I see this in television all the time. I, I see it, I'm sure, in, in all professions. Like, no one's going to judge you if you're asking their opinion or, hey, what would you do in this situation? So I, to me, I, I, I've always been a believer in that, and I'm happy to give people advice when, when they want mine too. Joe Goldberg is with us. Joel, you mentioned uh, we all the positive things happening. I wouldn't have you on the show if you couldn't mention some bumps in the road with doing this. As an entrepreneur, you, you obviously learn from your mistakes. Um, what have you, what have you kind of been, uh, not, not surprised, actually surprised by in the last couple of years that you've been on this journey that you thought would be easier than it has been? Is there anything that sticks out in your mind? Because obviously you can get a meeting with almost anyone in town now because of your relationships yeah. you've built, but is there anything that you're like, man, I really thought that'd be easier. And how did you, how did you kind of maybe turn that on its head and be successful? Because nothing's easy. No, nothing's easy. No, I'm not, nothing's been, been bad either i mean there i think the few things that stand out to me i mean there haven't been any like awful moments but there have been moments where you know i've gone to speak at something and and the equipment's not what it was supposed to be and suddenly you find yourself trying to set up the projector and your laptop which isn't working and you're doing it in front of the crowd that's just sitting there watching you and it's like mm-hmm. okay as someone that is perpetually five minutes late i need to be an hour early i just do you know and i need to have all the backup plans so a lot in preparation there because the reality of it is they're not showing up to, to watch you sweat. So I think that's that's one of the things. Uh, I, I think, and this is still very much something that I am wrestling with, is that I've met all of these people, all of whom have been very generous with their time in some form or another, uh, with me. Uh, and I, you know, I've always believed you can you can learn from anyone. You should learn from everyone, but. I don't know, and this is still, I'm trying to figure it out. I haven't, especially during baseball season, I haven't done a good job. Like your classic networkers find a way to always touch base, you know, mm-hmm. and, and whether that's once a month, whether that's once a year, whether that's once a week. And some of the people that I've met, I've become good friends with at you know, the level that you and I are friends, where you just, you, just, you just catch up. But it's like I haven't, I don't know that I've figured out how to stay on everyone's radar yeah on a regular basis and so uh, that's to me been a challenge and then the other one is just you know i i've got all the followers and all that stuff on social media and i'm not sure that i have done squat in terms of promoting myself at the level that i could from a marketing standpoint which i'm actually you know i'm I'm starting to look around and and look at having somebody help me with my marketing there are only so many hours in the day and I'm sure that a lot of people that are listening right now feel the same way. And I think, you know, time management has never been one of my strong suits. And that's being very much tested right now. I'd like four hours in a day to, you know, give, give me 30 minutes to an hour in a day to read a book or something that I can learn from mm-hmm. uh, to listen to more podcasts. And there's just not enough time. Yeah, those are the things, too, that you don't do, especially when you have a lot of clients, you have a lot of work, you have a lot of responsibilities. That's right. And, and, and I'm trying to find ways to do that, too. And selfishly i get into a, you know listening to the radio on a long car ride and i'm listening to fantasy sports stuff i'm listening to the sports radio I, where which i love obviously but 
Uh, I probably should be listening to more uh, CNBC and more. Oh, and I always get stuck on politics, too, Joel. As you know, I'm a a big political person, and I'll I'll listen. I'll watch CNN for two or three hours at night, and then I'll be like, oh, wow, I should have probably just uh, read a book. (laughs) I'm the same thing. I get home from work. Like last night, I got home from work, and I'm like, I just want to read for a half hour. But suddenly I turn turn on the news, and I'm watching politics for two hours, and it's like, I mean, First off, you and I have a problem because I think we're using that as like a diversion from life and entertainment, <laughs> and, and really, for most most people, probably want to get away from that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I get home and I want to watch a show on Netflix or I want to watch some politics, I get away a little bit from baseball and get away from all the business stuff, and then it's like, wait a minute, I just wasted all this time. So I I do think that there's there's so much to learn from the from the really truly disciplined people uh terry dunn was a, a guest on my podcast oh, yeah, recently wow. and he, you know i mean he's, he's, he's a good he dude had, he's he's had so much successful his, yeah and a lot of great things done. but but you know this is, this is a disciplined man that wakes up and i'm getting up early and i'm working out and i'm walking with my wife here and i'm doing this and i'm doing this and it's like uh, i i hope he that way I, I would bet till till the day he dies because he is so laser focused. Love it. Hey, Joel, we're going to head to break. We'll have uh, we'll have you right back here after the break. Great show today with Joel Goldberg. We'll be right back for our last segment of the show. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Grill Nation. This is our last segment of the show today. I'm with Joel Goldberg from Fox Sports Kansas City. You're listening to 980 AM KMBZ. And also, if you're joining me on podcasts, on iTunes, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Joel Goldberg is with us, joelgoldbergmedia.com, and on Twitter, at GoldbergKC. He's with Fox Sports Kansas City, also an entrepreneur and keynote speaker. Joel, you mentioned uh, you're doing all kinds of new things. Uh, you also have a podcast, and, and, and you know I appreciate you coming on our show still, even though that you're a successful uh, TV and radio guy now with your podcast. You have, you've had a lot of great guests. You mentioned Terry Dunn recently came on. Yeah, and the podcast thing sort of came up. I don't want to say accidentally, but one of the pieces of advice I was getting from so many people when I was about to start on the, the speaking business journey was you have to write a book. You have to write a book. Which maybe at some point I will, but the thought was in my mind. I'm, I was like, I, I, I'm not ready to write a book. It's too much time. And <laughs> I, yeah, and and well, you could get a ghostwriter and blah blah blah. But I, I, I understand it because you know a lot of people. There's some incredible speakers out there, but if people don't know their name, they they need that credibility and they need to be able to walk in and say, I'm an author, and I'm and and then and then you, that's sometimes the way they might open the door, and and then they go and prove themselves. I'm lucky enough because of the exposure with the Royals that I've been able to, like you said before, get in the door. So the advice I got along the way was, you know what? Instead of in, in, instead of writing a book, why, why don't you do a podcast? And I thought, well, about what? I'll figure it out. And I thought, well, why don't I do a podcast just interviewing uh, entrepreneurs, um, influencers around town, and, and maybe beyond it, too, and talk about the type of things that I'm speaking about. And so the podcast is called Rounding the Bases. And, yes, baseball terminology there. It's not, like my speeches, it's not a baseball podcast, but it does use baseball in terms of teaching. And so 
you know, we, we do a lot of background and who are you. And sometimes the guest is uh, an entrepreneur from a startup that maybe you've never heard before, but just a really cool story. Sometimes it's someone like a Terry Dunn or someone like Sly James. or CEO of Garmin that, you had on the show. Yeah, Garmin. And, and so, you know, sometimes it's, it's a bigger name. But I, I always try to include in almost all of them. The Garmin thing was actually a... Um, uh, a deal through the Kansas City Tech Council that I was moderating, and I was able to take the audio from that. Uh, but but I, I was able to to spend quite a bit of time with Cliff, and so that was really really good. But usually, when I'm doing it face to face, just the two of us, I, I ask some baseball themed questions to my guests. But it's not baseball, so it's what's the biggest home run you've hit? And I say professionally because everybody always says, "Well, my wife or my husband." It's like, yes, but. I want to learn they're they're, they're running for office here, Joel. What's the deal with that? I, 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 I still am waiting for my invite to be on your podcast. I know, I, I've got to do that because I could share some. I actually would share some honest truths. No, we, we, will, we will get there this offseason. <laughs> okay, we good. Get, I, have, I have no doubts that we will get there this offseason, and you and I could go forever, clearly. Uh, <laughs> and, and then and then I'll, I'll ask biggest swing and miss you've taken. And what, what does small ball mean? And small ball to the Royals meant doing all the little things and the bunting and the sacrifices that, that enabled them to, to compete with everyone else. It's really, to me, a question about culture, you know, what defines you. So that's been a lot of fun for me because it's given me a chance to meet people face-to-face. I try to do it face-to-face uh, when I have the ability to do that. And and it's really still back to just building this brand. And, mm-hmm. and I, I could very easily go and do a Royals podcast that would probably have you know, 50 times the amount of listeners or more, whatever. I, I don't, that's easy. That's fine. I do that every single day. I, I want people to look and say, why is, you know, why is he sitting there interviewing, you know, Danny O'Neill from the Roastery? That, this isn't baseball. And, and I want them to, to, to see that or hear that and say, wait a minute, he, he's more than just a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. Joel Goldberg is with us. Joel, we have about four minutes left in the show. Uh, we could talk about the Royals, but I like the way this is going. Uh, you've had, you you've had, you've had, uh, been here in Kansas City for quite a while now. You know, when, when I was in law school at Mizzou, uh, you were in St. Louis. And so I, I do remember you, um, I do remember you covering the Cardinals. I'm sure you've had other opportunities down the line. Um, what has kept you in Kansas City? And besides your, your great network you've built, I mean, in your industry, there's so much turnover and there's so many changes and people go from market to market to market. Uh, you're still here, man. How long has it been now? Yeah, this is my 11th season. So we moved here and our family moved here in May of, of 08. I came I think probably the night before the, the opener in, in April of 08 or end of March, whatever it was of 08. So 11th season and, you know, here almost 10 and a half, a little over 10 years. And, you know, I, mean, I did what everybody else, most other people did in TV. I bounced from market to market, and and I've now been here longer than anywhere else. I was in St. Louis, but it was also two different uh, two different employers while I was there. So that was about nine and a half years. This has now been almost ten and a half with, with the same place. And no desire to leave, and you never know what tomorrow brings. And I'm in such a subjective business. Somebody somewhere could decide tomorrow that they – don't want me back. I, it's not anything I lose sleep over. That's just the reality. But I, I'm at a point in my career, whether it be family, and you know, I've got, I've got one in high school, one in middle school. Uh, this is basically the only place they know. The youngest doesn't really remember living in St. Louis. The oldest was five when we moved away. So this is very much home for us. 
we like it here. And then, you know, building the network, and maybe maybe I did that over 10 years without even realizing it, but really building the network over the last two years, to me, is just a, a confirmation, uh, an affirmation of why I like it here so much. There's just, I can't envision having this type of opportunity anywhere else because of the Royals, because I'm on every single night. And in every other market in the country, there are people that share those responsibilities of hosting the show, recording, doing the interview. And, and as the only one that's doing it, that, that, I didn't realize that when I came here, the branding and that of, and I, not everybody's going to like me. That's fine. Some people like me. Some people don't like me. Some, some people think I'm good. Some people might think I'm terrible. But you know who you're getting every night. Right. You know, this is, this is what it is. And I think there's a lot of value in that. So it's made for this to be a place that we love, that, that is home and, and that we really have no desire to go anywhere else. Joel Goldberg is with us. Minute and a half left, Joel. Uh, Royals are having a, a pretty bad season. I think they're close to 50 games under 500 as we sit here. Um, what, <laughs> what's it like this year, man? You've, you've touched the highs and now you're touching the, the, the supreme lows around town. I mean, no one's really talking about the Royals, at least in my network of people. I've been to two games this year, by far the least I've been to in a long time. But what's interesting, and this goes to culture, is that, yes, attendance is down, but our ratings are really good. Well, that's so great. It, 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 I think it became a ver- very much a part, not everybody, but it became very much a part of what families do, of, of their routine. And so, you know what, we're not going to go down maybe this time and spend money at the ballpark. That'll come back, but we're still watching. And so that that's really been good. And, and having been through the losing and now the winning and the losing again, it's much more eyes wide open watching how guys handle you know, failure. Looking at the quality of people that Dayton Moore has brought in to not sacrifice again um, the, the process, process over results. So that's been good. And I know we got to go. I, and I'll give you a little tease on this. I've missed one game in ten and a half years. I'm going to be missing six next month to go on a work-related trip. I can't say where because it's not public yet. But I will be going out of the country with George Brett and a few other former Royals. Oh wow! Can't wait to see what happens there. And uh... Can't wait to have, have you on the show again, Joe. I know we haven't had you on as much this year because uh, the Royals aren't as well doing as well as they used to. But I appreciate you coming on today to talk about you know your journey and, and what you do uh, besides TV. And I uh, appreciate you coming on the show as always. And look forward to having some uh, having a beer or having some sushi or whatever once the season's over with you and catching up after that. I, I think I've exceeded the Grill Nation quota today. So <laughs> you can have me back next year. <laughs> okay, buddy. We'll talk soon. No, thank you. Thank you, Joel. Thanks for joining us on Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Hope you enjoyed today's show. And always check us out on grillnationshow.com. We'll talk soon. Take care.